0: Welcome to the clinical podcast series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation and its new Traumatic Brain Injury Channel. Today's topic is entitled Vision and Concussion, Symptoms, Signs, Evaluation, and Treatment. I'd like to thank our host and topical editor, Dr. Philip Uhas, and our topical expert today, Dr. Catherine McDaniel. And now it's my pleasure to begin today's podcast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the American Academy of Optometry Foundation podcast. My name is Dr. Philip Uhas. I'm an optometrist here at the Ohio State University College of Optometry, and I will be leading you through this section on traumatic brain injury. I have a wonderful guest with me today. It is She is the chief of the Binocular Vision and Pediatrics Clinic here at The Ohio State University, and she is an expert in traumatic brain injury, Katie McDaniel. Dr. Katie McDaniel, welcome, Dr. McDaniel. Thanks for being here today. We appreciate uh, your taking time to spend with us.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: So today, we'll be discussing a recent policy statement from the American Academy of Pediatrics titled Vision and Concussion symptoms, signs, eleva- evaluation, and treatment. And this uh, this paper came out a group of ophthalmologists who wanted to guide pediatricians and other primary care doctors in the management of concussion in children, especially. So I'm gonna ask Dr. McDaniel a couple questions about the paper and uh, that's how the format will work. So the first question, Dr. McDaniel is, why is, uh, well, first of all, actually, before I ask you a question about the papers, Specifically, why don't you summarize the paper quickly for us and kind of what some of the main takeaways that they found are?
0: Sure. So, as you already described, you know, this isn't a research article, but rather a compilation of research and opinion um, based that is put together mostly by ophthalmology, but there is some sports medicine input as well. Um, And they go through, you know, prevalence of concussion. Um, They talk about, you know, what different visual symptoms can be present after concussion. They talk about what screening tests might be important to do, who to refer to, and then what treatments might be appropriate.
1: So why is this topic of of concussion, especially in children, important to optometrists?
0: So concussion has, you know, been Coming out in the media much more commonly, and so we see that parents are more aware of it. Not just you know us as optometrists, um, but we have recently seen you know a huge amount of literature that's come out over the last ten or so years that's really shown that visual symptoms after concussion are really common. Um, you know some. Upwards of some papers saying in the acute stage, you know, eighty percent of patients having visual symptoms after concussion. And although some of those can subside um, during the healing process, some of them are persistent, and it's important for optometrists to know that um, and be able to recognize that to be able to, to be able to treat the patients as they come into their office.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh- Concussions, one thing that most optometrists across the country deal with in some form or another, right, We all patients who who have that. So uh, the paper goes through and mentions several different vision tests, several different vision tests that should be done after concussion. Those tests include pursuit eye movements, tests of saccadic eye movements, vestibular ocular responses, near point of convergence, accommodative amplitudes, and testing for alignment and strabismus. Dr. McDaniel, why don't you take us through what your intake exam for a child with concussion looks like?
0: Yeah, so the tests that you list are are essential tests that I would absolutely include, Um, but other things to to think about, um, obviously visual acuity and refractive air are very important. Um, Sometimes refractive air that was once latent can become manifest after a concussion, so checking for that. Um, And not only checking just the basics of the vergence and accommodative system, but also looking at vergence ranges, vergence facility, accommodative facility, accuracy, things like that. So just really diving in depth um, to the vergence accommodative and oculomotor systems are really important and obviously looking at ocular health as well.
1: Do you ask your uh, patients with concussion about light sensitivity and photophobia?
0: That's a great question. Absolutely. Um, we see that very commonly in our patients um where they come in with um, mm. sunglasses or brimmed hats or things like that. So that's uh that is a common question that we ask um and can be found in some of the you know symptom surveys that are you know around uh, optometric
1: offices. Well, very good. Yeah, that's uh that's quite the uh, the laundry list of things that you have to do with a concussion patient. Because it affects so many brain systems, it seems like that all, all parts of vision can be affected. The The paper here goes on to talk about management strategies for concussion, spe- specifically the vision uh, manifestations of concussion in children. So the paper breaks down the management into two different categories, kind of initial symptoms management with task modification. So things like turning down the brightness of lights to deal with photophobia, um, temporary use of reading glasses, base in prison, things like that. And then if those initial strategies don't work to consider a more active, uh, an active management strategy, specifically uh, revolving around exercise and, and getting the patients back up and running literally and figuratively as well. So I guess first take us through what your management strategy is for most of your patients.
0: Yeah, so um, in a perfect world, the patient would get to us pretty quickly, uh, but unfortunately that's not always the case. So um, optometry isn't always a quick referral source. Um, The patients have gone from pediatricians to sports medicine doctors or neurologists. Um, and oftentimes the eyes are one of the last things to be addressed. So patients, um, oftentimes when they get to me are past the, you know spontaneous recovery phase and are left with persistent symptoms. So my, you know goal for them is to to help, you know, eliminate their symptoms. And so for us, you know, use of refractive correction, prism, vision therapy, all of those things are on the table and we're trying to just do what's best for the patient to help them with their symptoms. And we have to think about, you know, oftentimes they might be really interested in returning to sport, but we have to think about that returning to learn component as well. And so, you know, these accommodations that they might use at school, um, enlarged print, you know, more spacing, uh, in their print, sometimes audio books, things like that, are all recommendations that we might make.
1: So this paper points out or tries to make the argument that there is not sufficient evidence to recommend vision therapy for visual symptoms after traumatic brain injury. What would your response to that statement in position B?
0: Yeah, so the paper discusses that, um, that there's not good evidence on vision therapy working, but then goes on to recommend that um, treatment should include prism and near correction to help with symptoms. And I would argue that there's not good evidence in the literature that that works either. So, you know, again, we're focused more on the patient here. So we find in our clinical practice, great success with vision therapy. Um, So that is a primary treatment option for our patients. So we just want, um, you know, to let everyone know that it's whatever works for your patient, whether that be therapy, prism, or near correction. Um, we want the patient to be able to get back into their daily life um, and be successful in what they were doing before that.
1: Dr. McDaniel, why do you think it's hard to put together high-quality clinical trials on the efficacy of vision therapy after a concussion?
0: Yeah, one of the... Uh, that's that's a really great question. Um, one of the the more difficult things is is getting the patients um, acutely after having a concussion, um, and the the time c- commitment that it takes. Um, additionally, uh, many of the vision therapy studies that have happened before have done a placebo therapy arm to compare to active um, virgins and accommodative therapy. And it's sometimes hard to convince patients that you know they would want to do placebo therapy and hard to actually create and administer placebo therapy. So there's a number of things that make it pretty difficult.
1: Yes, those sound like some challenges, but ones that maybe can't, uh, that can be overcome, excuse me. Uh, so I guess just going forward for a general practice optometrist, who maybe doesn't specialize in concussion, do you have any parting words of advice for an optometrist in general practice who doesn't deal with this all the time, but maybe wants to get started managing concussion?
0: Absolutely. Optometry is so well-suited to treat these patients. Um, we spend many, many, many hours learning about, um, you know, best refractive correction, um, the vergent system, the accommodative system, the oculomotor system. So just doing You know, some of these tests as part of your comprehensive exam, when this patient comes into your office, it's very quick to measure their near point of convergence, to measure their accommodative abilities, um, to measure their refractive air as you're doing, but sometimes even measuring a cycloplegic refractive air. Um, So just doing these things, you know, sometimes extra things that might be not part of your normal exam, although I wish they would be, um, can really help these patients out. And if you're not the one who's treating because you don't have that ability um, in your office, then referring to someone who does. Optometry needs to do a, a better job of referring to other optometrists. And hopefully in the next policy statement that gets put out by this group, they would also include optometry as a great referral source for concussion patients who with vision sy- symptoms.
1: Well said, Dr. McDaniel. Thank you for your time today, and thank you for listening, everyone. We will catch you next time on a paper about photophobia. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: And a special thanks to Cooper Vision for their educational grant to make it all happen.